When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Blue Jays cruising tonight at 12 2 and over the Tigers. Manoa gets the win. Just his second of the season. He's 2 and 7, 8 strikeouts in 6 innings. Blue Jays win 12 2 in Detroit. 4 15 left in the first half in Winnipeg. The Stampeders leading the Blue Bombers 11 1. Sometimes something happens on this show or someone says something that really sticks with it with me and I even remember it years later. And uh, this was probably I don't know 6 or 7 years ago. My next guest was on the show and he said, "Reed, I hate it when athletes say they lose their confidence." He says, "You don't lose your confidence. You choose to give it away." And I wonder if this gentleman still feels that way. It's Drew Remenda checking in tonight. Hi, Drew. How's it going? Hi, Reed. I'm good, but I have to. Uh, I have to be honest. That's not my saying. That's the great Trent Yanni, uh, former uh, assistant coach with the Edmonton Oilers, and Trent and I have known each other for a long time. He, of course, is with Todd McClellan now in the, in Los Angeles. Uh, Trent told me that once, and I was okay. I love that. I'm copying that now. I'm gonna. I'm going to say it all the time because I believe it to be true. So that was Trent's. Um, and yeah, I do believe that. I, I I know confidence is a funny thing, and you know I know some some athletes will will get mad when I say that, but that's you. This is on you. If you if you're feeling that you're not as sure as you used to be, why? Why, don't you remember your past? Don't you remember how you got there? Don't you remember what you've been doing to get you to the point where you are a professional athlete and you are earning money playing a game? How can you not be confident in your abilities? You've been doing it your whole life. And I think that, that goes for, to me, for everybody in whatever walk of life you are. It, the confidence it comes, from, comes from within. It, it's it's the one thing you can control. Your attitude is what you can control. How you feel is what you can control. So why would you lose confidence? All right. I think you make a great point. And I personally, as, as a human being, uh, I, I, I have often felt with myself and have been described by my friends and colleagues, especially earlier in my life, as you should be more confident, you should believe in yourself more, and I do think I have become more confident. Uh, I and you, as you know, our good friend Rob Brown often uses the terms belief and doubt. And yeah. uh, my colleague Blake Durbett, who was on an hour ago just discussing our our football team, said, and I brought up belief and doubt, and he said, well, you know, there are players on this team who haven't won a home game wearing green and gold, who ha- haven't pulled out a game in the fourth quarter. So my, my, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I'll be devil's advocate. Do you not understand how players who are going through that 
whether it's Elks right now or other struggles, do you not understand how players could have diminished confidence when they're dealing with things like that? I, I, I understand how they do it. I understand that it, you get affected by your wins and losses. I, get, I understand how the circumstances that you can't control um, cause you to, to waver in your belief of your, in yourself. But that can be overcome by yourself. You're the one guy that can change that. Look at look at Alex Manoa tonight stepping on the mound. Right, dude had was lights out last year, absolute lights out. This year forgot how to pitch, <laughs> went down, didn't even play very well in Dunedin. That got shelled by a bunch of twenty year olds. I think he gave up ten runs to a bunch of twenty year olds. Then they went up to Double A, had had a pretty good game. They bring him up and he has a nice game tonight. And you know, it, it you have to get that in your head that. I can do this. I'm better than I've been. I'm better than I've showed. Devin Dubnik, another guy. Remember when Devin Dubnik was, was in Edmonton? And then he said himself, he forgot how to stop the puck. Went to Nashville, remembered how. And then, you know, Devin actually had a pretty couple pretty good years after that. I also, you know me, I'm, I'm a big guy when it comes to, to combat sports. I love boxing. I love mixed martial arts. Um, I got to talk to, to George St. Pierre one night at a, at a celebrity dinner. I was MC, and, and it was he, he and I just sat up on the stage, and we just had a discussion, and we just talked. And I asked him about confidence, and he said that he was, he was one of those guys when he was a kid, when he was young, that he, he didn't have much confidence. He got picked on, he got bullied, then he started taking martial arts, started taking karate, and became much more secure in who he was. And he talked about the work that you put in is, is the key to making sure that you have always got that right mindset. Yeah, you're going to waver after a loss, like the one loss that he had after he won the championship was, he said, one of the, one of the best things to happen to him because he realized he, would, he didn't suffer from a lack of confidence that, oh, this guy beat me. How could this guy beat me? I just became champion. It, it, what he did was he looked back and went, well, one, I didn't work hard enough in training camp. Two, I listened to everybody else about this guy, and, and they said that I was just going to smoke him. Three, I wasn't nervous going into the fight. He said, I'm nervous going into every fight, and it was the easiest training camp I ever had. And that never happened to him again. He, he went after that. He beat everybody he went up against. Uh, including um, Shirk to get his to get his uh, title back. So I think it's the work that you put in, and I, I would agree with 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 friends. And I would I would say that you and I are friends that y- you did, you have grown in your confidence, and you should because you're really friggin' good at what you do. And so, you know, based on that, that's the stuff that you know that's inside and, and is intrinsic. Are the Edmonton Elks suffering from a lack of confidence, or do they look at that last night and go? Huh. We made a mistake here. We made a mistake there. We made a mistake there. And then the coaches and the player at the end of the game had a mistake. You know, I guess I guess you. I don't know if you suffer for lack of confidence or you just you just simply you just don't cover all your bases in order to make yourself your make sure you are one hundred percent prepared to play a game or or to be in an athletic competition. I enjoy discussing this with you, and, and thank you for what you said, by the way. I appreciate that. Um, the end of the game, man, oh, man. <laughs> you, yeah. you've, you've coached and you've been around sports and hockey <laughs> pretty much all, 
all your life. You know, this coaching staff is getting blamed. Blake also said, yeah, yeah could be incomplete coaching. Could also be a player who just froze up and had a brain. Like, you must have coached a guy where you were like, what is going on? I've told him 20 times where he needs to be, and he's not there. You know what I mean? Like, it must have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but it's, it's communication. It's a I'll, I'll tell you, um, we were in San Jose our fourth year. We're in Calgary to play in the playoffs. And... Um, it was it was a shortened season. Archer Urbe is our goaltender, and you know Artie. I don't I don't know if you remember Archer yep. Urbe, but Artie Artie was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful player to be around. Um, but he was terrible at playing the puck. Unfortunately, he never lacked confidence in <laughs> in playing the puck. Right? Like he loved to go out and play it. So we're in Calgary, and Kevin Constantine says to me, "Hey, make sure you know you let Artie know about the boards here, because." As we know, the boards at the saddle dome are really lively. So Artie comes out in practice, and I, cook, I pull him over, and I say, Artie, come here. I want to show you something. He goes, okay. So I said, watch this. And I fire the puck down into the corner, and it pops out right to the front of the net, right to the front of the net with a big rebound. I said, you got it? And he goes, yep. I went, okay. Back the game that night. That night, we are we are ahead by one. We... we um, in fact, I think we were ahead by two, and they scored one. They scored one late, and then with about twenty some seconds left, they get the face off. They pulled their goalie. They, it's the center ice. They get the face off. They drill it in off the boards. Artie hesitates for a second, and then he goes out to play it. And Calgary gets to it. They fire it across and towards the net, and they just just miss, just miss tying the game up. And I'm friggin' fuming. When I showed him that, I'm, I'm yelling. I showed him that. I showed him what the boards were like. And then I walked over to him and I said, after the game, I said, Artie, what the, f- <laughs> did you not understand? And he goes, what do you mean? And he went, I said, I showed you today how the boards, how much of a bounce they give. And he goes, oh, I thought you were just showing me your shot because you've been working on it all year. <laughs> You got a clear communication. Don't exactly. Even if you exactly. think you're insulting him by being too simple, you you have to say it. Yes, that's exactly. That's well. So, so that was it. Was a great lesson. You know, it's a great lesson to say. Never assume that your player knows what you want from him unless you 100% tell him. I think it's also on the player, but the kid, the kids from the states, right? I yeah. mean, the kids from the states. You know, so, but with Artie, I mean, uh, it was, and, and, and it kind of took like he never kind of caught on to the fact that he wasn't very good at playing the puck. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I I probably have stories from broadcasting. I'll tell you this one quickly because people love the blockbuster video stories. As you know, I worked there for three yeah. years in the nineties. Yeah. So this yeah. was told to me by a, a colleague. So at the end of the night, a couple employees would, and especially on a, on a weekend night, you might need two or three people to do it, would do what was called walkthrough. So you go down every aisle, you straighten all the movies, you pick up the gum wrappers. You, I mean, people sometimes were, would rent a movie and then change their mind and leave it some random location. So that could that could take. 30 to 60 minutes, especially on a weekend. And even on a weeknight, it's 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, you want the store to be tidy when you go home. So this colleague of mine said, I once was working with this new guy, and he said, hey, do you want to do your first walkthrough? And the guy said, okay. And he he goes off and he leaves him, and then he's back in like 40 seconds. And And he said, are you done already? 
And the guy said, yeah, I, I finished. And my, my buddy said he didn't want to be this, you know, over, you know, jerkish boss and dealt the guy right. on his first first shift. So then he kind of was like, okay, so later my buddy kind of walks through and the aisles are a mess, like movies everywhere, garbage. And he's like, hey, can I show you something here? He's like, why didn't you straighten this out? He's like, well, I walked through. Like, he was so literal, he just walked through. Yeah, that's a mess. That movie's in the wrong place. Somebody threw up there. Yeah, it's. I just walked through. <laughs> I don't know if somebody exactly. threw up, but... <laughs> communication, communication is key right there. Like you said, you never assume that, you know, what I've shown you or what I've said to you is crystal clear until you make sure it's crystal clear. Yeah. Like Todd McClellan used to always, Todd would always say things like, he would say something to you and then he'd go, does that make sense? And you go, yes. Yeah, it does. And then that, that way, that way you were clear on, on what he was wanting, you know? So that, that's the issue. I mean, you never assume that what you, what you show them, unless it's crystal clear to them, you never assume that your player knows what you want from them. Would you ever say or see Todd or, you know, Jay, like, would you ever see them say, explain it back to me? Or in the NHL, would that be insulting? No, you know what Todd does, though? And, and Jay, I don't know if Jay does this, but Todd does it all the time. Like, if, if you're talking to Todd about something and um, you say, well, you know what, we really outworked him, he'll look and go, specifically, what do you mean by that? And, and you... When somebody says to you specifically, what do you mean by that? That puts you on the spot because it, it takes away the, the vagueness of what you're talking about. It, it makes sure that you key in on the details. You know, coaches talk about details all the time and all the de- details of the game. Well, what, specifically, what details of the game are you talking about? Where do we have to get better? So that's why I always liked about Todd when he would say, when he would always use specifically, what do you mean by that? Because that, that makes you think about really what you're, what you're saying instead of getting away with the generalities. Yeah, and that's a good point because in, in hockey we talk a lot about work and, and commitment. And to yeah. me a lot of that is are you engaged in puck battles? You know, are you, yeah. are, are you making sure you're taking that extra stride to be in the right spot offensively? And defensively, so, and that's the thing. Like, and I, and I know sometimes when Rob and I are, are get frustrated calls after games, sometimes people will say, "Well, the Oilers got outworked." Maybe sometimes yes, maybe sometimes yeah. the guy's in the right place and the puck bounces over his stick, or it's yeah. you know it is literally a fifty-fifty puck and the other guy got it at the right time. You know, so yeah, you do have to. I, I, I appreciate that you shared that because I think that's an important point. That's, it, it, you know, making a general comment. Well, why why are you saying that? What's what specifically makes you believe that? Yeah. Hey, one thing about Jay is Jay is incredibly detailed. I'm incredibly detailed. There's there's nothing that Jay leaves to chance. You and I have talked about Jay many times, and as you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the person and of, as the coach. But uh, you know. I, when when the whole COVID thing hit, um, and Sportsnet told, and the owners told me to bugger off, um, so I was looking for a job, right? So Jay, being Jay, he was, you know, when you're on Team Woodcroft, you're always on Team Woodcroft. He's he's fantastic that way. And um, we had a job all set up in Germany. Then the COVID thing kind of shut down um, their finances. So we were going to say, okay, wait till next year. And Jay said, here's what you do, Drew. Here's what you do. And he gave me a detailed plan of. You know, if I want to get back into coaching, start doing this this season. 
and it actually worked. It actually, it ended up, it didn't, it, you know, I had, we had a chance to go back, but then things changed for me when it came to the Sharks and lots of other good things happened. But it, it made me, it made me better as a broadcaster in what Jay was telling me to try to do as a coach. But he's, he's so detailed. Watch this game, look for this. Watch that game, look for that. And he actually, when the playoffs came around, he, he, um, I broke down the playoffs for him when he was, he was still in Bakersfield, but just we were talking about the playoffs or anything else. And I sent him my notes, and he came back with, right, and then look at this, look at this, look at this. So he was, he's a very detailed guy. The one thing that the, you know, the one thing that bothers me when I hear, you know, when I, when I listen to your show after a game, when somebody phones in and says, you got out coached. Again, that's one of the one, that's when I say to, say to a guy specifically, how? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when putting this goalie in over that goalie or using 70 and, and uh, 11 forwards, that's, that's not getting out coached. I mean, it's, there's, there's reasons that Jay does things. So, and again, I'm very biased. I, I love the man. But when one thing that about Jay Woodcroft that Oilers fans should always know is that his detail is not lacking in any aspect of the game. That's a pet peeve of yours. I started the show by saying that a pet peeve of mine is the use of the word unbelievable. Do you share that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that? Hey, and, and great, right? Unbelievable and great. It's not unbelievable. We see it yeah. all the freaking time. It might before. be unlikely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I'm also one of the guys that the, the NHL uses that's stupid. If I hear it any more times on the radio, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind. Where it's a, it's a clip of me, and it was I know I was after a goal by Connor, and I say on the air, all I can say is absolutely wow, which is like maybe one of the dumbest friggin' statements a broadcaster has ever made in his life. And I know Oilers fans are going, yeah, well, you made it too. But that one, the Oilers, the the NHL grab it and they use it for for the radio callers or whatever the hell they're promoting. Yeah. But I but I said it was after a Connor goal, and I go, all I can say is absolutely wow. And uh, every time Daryl Ray from Dallas sees me, he goes, you know, listen, we've talked a lot in our life. You can, you can say more than absolutely wow. So. <laughs> well, I, I understand why you're being critical of yourself. I do think, though, sometimes when you're broadcasting, you have to say what the fans are saying. You know, like yeah. you, it is okay to have an initial almost visceral reaction to an amazing goal or play. But then if you're an analyst – like I said off the top of the show, well, the guy got a hole in one. That's unbelievable. No, it isn't. There are forty handicappers who have gotten holes in one. Like it's, exactly. it's, it's. Sometimes it's unlikely. Sometimes it's really hard. But it's not unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, well, this was fun, <laughs> Drew. We're uh, we're we're kind of out of time. But I, I appreciate you hopping on uh, on a Friday night just to shoot the breeze with me because we kind of uh, meandered in a good way. I hope you have an awesome summer and let's keep in touch, man. Absolutely, buddy. Anytime for you. You know that. Thank you so much. That is Drew Amenda checking in. Uh, he's back on the Sharks broadcast. He's uh, with Jamie Nye on the Green Zone in CJME in Regina, and he's always welcome here on Inside Sports. We'll take you to the weekend in a couple minutes. Well, if we have 34 minutes time of possession, I think it was, and, and uh, you know, maintain possession of the football, uh, I think we had 130 yards rushing. If we do that on a weekly basis, we've got an opportunity to uh, to win games. So we've just got to keep on, uh, keep believing in, in what we're doing, stay together as a football team, and, uh, and just keep working, guys.
Chris Jones, after last night's game, uh, commenting that there are some things to build on for the Elks. Uh, close but no victory last night in Saskatchewan. Cornelius, 17 for 29. That's 59% completion, 226 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Harris was 19 for 26. 66%, 292 yards, one interception, and one touchdown. He got a lot of those yards on that last drive to uh, tie up the game with the touchdown and the two-point convert. Uh, along the ground, much, much better defensively for the Elks as uh, Saskatchewan only rushed for 78 yards. The Elks rushed for 143 uh, Edmonton had the ball for almost 34 and a half minutes, but again, just didn't have enough to, to pull away and then and then to finish. So yeah, the the work continues. There is there is a lot of work to do. So as I said, I I'm thinking small. I'm not thinking 500 playoffs, flirting with 500. Win one game. Win one game. Next effort to do that is Thursday, home to Hamilton. 5:30 countdown to kickoff. Game at seven. The Elks this week will be Monday at 7:30 with Morley. All right, here's the deal. I have next week off, so Dave Campbell's going to host the show. I know you'll enjoy talking with him. I really appreciate uh, all your messages and calls coming in tonight. Dave Campbell, of course, is the producer of Inside Sports. Derek Scott, your studio producer this evening. Derek, hope you had fun, man. Have a good weekend. I always do. Thanks, Reed. Enjoy that time off. All right. I, I definitely will. I'm going to Art Walk tomorrow. Going to uh, see how my dad's doing. He's in front of the Scotia Bank. It's 10 to 5 a.m. both days on uh, on White Ave. Oh, shout out to Papa Wilkie. All right. Well, I don't think he's ever been called that before. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you around.